0: Well, the information about the upcoming consecration of Russia and Ukraine by Pope Francis is getting more and more interesting by the day. Two important things came out today. First off, it was confirmed uh, by Rome that Pope Benedict XVI, Pope Emeritus, whatever that means, will join in on the consecration. Uh, This was reported and then confirmed by... Archbishop Georg Gansfein, and then uh, Ed Penton, who I always trust, had a tweet today. Archbishop Gansfein to NC Register and CNA Live. Obviously, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI will join in prayer. Pope Francis's call for the consecration of Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, but awaiting confirmation if he will do so publicly or in private. So that's part of the news. The other thing that was just revealed in the last hour or so, or at least I'm just seeing it in the last hour, is that Francis has clarified that he will be consecrating humanity, but especially Russia and Ukraine. And that brings us full circle back to the problem in March 25th, 1984, with the consecration of all peoples, By John Paul II, which we've talked about over and over in the past week, why that doesn't meet the three criteria given by Our Lady. I'm going to talk about some of the objections questions today, mainly going to focus on Pope Ben the 16th, especially for the Beneplenists. Those are the people who believe that Benedict the 16th still is the Pope. I took a poll here on YouTube, before I went live, I am live right now, and uh, the poll so far is uh, 49% of the people watching right now believe Bennett XVI is still the Pope and Francis is not, so uh, close to 50%, 49%, not a majority, but a strong proximate half, which is, I think it's interesting, again, I don't know, I'm open to it. I discuss it. I have guests on, like Dr. Ed Mazza, to discuss it. But until I, as a layman... See, I'm not a visionary, a seer, just a dad with a webcam. Until I get some info from the Curia in Rome, the Holy See, the College of Cardinals tells me otherwise. I don't have any moral certitude. I don't have any infallible knowledge. I'm told by the Cardinals of Rome... Francis is the Pope. Could they be wrong? The majority of cardinals were once upon a time wrong with Pope, anti Pope, uh, Anacletus II. Very interesting story. Anyway, we're going to talk about Ben the 16th a little bit today, look at some questions, and then set up um, for tomorrow's show where we're going to really get into it with Matt Gaspers, who's been doing a lot of the research that I talked about two days ago. So before we do all that, let's pray the Our Father together, and then we'll talk about. Pope Benedict XVI, Oremus, Nomini Patris et Fidi et Sancti, Amen. Pater Noster, qui essinceli, Sanctificeter Nomen Tum, Adveniat Regnum tuum. Fia Voluntas tua, Secutincello et in Terra. Nostrum Quotidianum da Nobis et Etimite Nobis Debita Nostra, Sicot et Nos dimittimus Debitoribus Nostris, Et Nenos in Ducas in Tentationem, Se Nos Amaro. Amen nominipatris et fidi et spiritus sancti. Amen. All right, well, it came out today because people have been asking, and I did a video on Friday, that was three days ago, in which I looked at the questions, the comments, the objections that I was getting in uh, comments, direct messages, tweets, etc. Two of those Questions, concerns, objections, regard Pope Ben Sixteenth. As a matter of fact, I'll just, in case you missed that show on Friday, I will quickly just take 45 seconds and run through the nine questions, objections. Okay, first off, and by the way, I'm not going to answer all these today. I am going to try to answer all these or address all of these tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central with Matt Gaspers. He and I have both been doing a lot of research. It's taken us some time. And uh, I think we're ready to present tomorrow. So make sure that you are subscribed to this channel, Dr. Taylor Marshall. Hit the bell to be notified, and we will do it at 2 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, the, the objections, the questions. Number one, does the Portuguese, written by Sister Lucia, does it say that the Pope needs to order all the bishops of the world to consecrate Russia with him? This has been a big debate in the last five days because, as we know, Pope Francis invited the world's bishops. Some of them responded. Some of them said, yes, we're on board. Not all have. People said, hey, Lucia said you got to order the bishops. But then some other people came out and said, no, no, if you look at the original writing by Lucia, it just says that that the Pope is to consecrate Russia, comma, in union with all the bishops of the world, and the word in Portuguese for order is not there. In fact, to make the consecration is a singular verb, not a plural verb. So we were saying, look, in the original Portuguese, order isn't there. Well, I talked to Bishop Athanasius Schneider, who turned me on to two different texts by Sister Lucia. Matt Gaspers has produced the same results in research. Sister Lucia wrote it down more than one time. One time it seems that the word order is there and we will be discussing that tomorrow here on the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast at 2 p.m. That's going to actually be one of the main topics we discuss. So whether it is or it isn't, the next question number two is, this is taking longer than 45 seconds, the next question is, is invitation enough? Or does it need to be something more? Question number three is, What if a group of bishops does not participate? What if, say, the bishops of Germany just thumb their nose and say, this is ridiculous, this is Fatima, this is medieval, this is private revelation. We're not doing it. All of us. Does that make it valid or invalid? There's actually some answers to this, which we'll get to tomorrow. Number four, by doing a new consecration that involves Russia, are we finally admitting as a Catholic church that the John Paul II consecration in 1984 did not meet the requests? People say it was received by heaven. And yes, the analogy is, if the Virgin Mary appeared to me and says, pray 15 decades of the rosary by the end of the day, and I only pray two decades of the rosary by the end of the day, did I fulfill Our Lady's request? No, I failed. I didn't do it. Did heaven receive my two decades? My prayers that were earnest. Yes, heaven did. So you can have something received that still doesn't meet the requests. That's a distinction we should all know. Number five, does adding the word Ukraine or mankind or humanity make this fail to meet the criteria of Our Lady of Fatima? Number six, is... Francis really the Pope? What Was he canonically elected? Did Benedict actually canonically resign? If Francis was validly elected, has he lost the papacy through heresy or the promotion of idolatry with Pachamama? These are all questions that people are sending in. Number seven. Is Benedict XVI still the Pope? Number eight. If Benedict XVI is somehow still the Pope, does he just need to participate, like him say the prayer, or does he need a leadership role? Does he need to be the presider? I don't know what the right word is here. It's not celebrant, but the presider of the consecration. Can he have a podium next to Francis, or can he be in a totally different building by himself in private? These are difficult questions. Number nine, will he use the word consecrate Russia or entrust Russia? Francis has already done an entrustment in 2013. An entrustment is not a consecration. I can entrust my checking account or my children to you. That doesn't consecrate them to you. Different verbs, different meanings. So those are the nine. And then I guess the 10th question that's come up today is, is Francis going to add the word humanity? Everyone's been asking me after mass on Sunday, is it going to be valid? Is it going to be valid? I don't know. (laughs) I'm just a guy. I'm not in charge of this. Uh, A very kind lady explained to me why she thought it wasn't going to be valid. And and I just said, I'm not the Pope. I'm just a guy here at mass. I don't know. Let's wait and see what happens on Friday. Let's wait until we can see the text. Let's wait and see if the bishops actually do join in. Or if over half of them just don't even participate or show up at all. Let's wait and see till Friday. And let's not get worked up till then. We got to wait and see. The proof is in the pudding. All right. But it is encouraging to hear that Benedict Ratzinger will participate I think it's interesting that Gans fine added but we're waiting to find out if it will be public or private my guess is here's the tweet my guess is that Bennett the 16th would like to do it in public that's my guess I think what that means is Gansfine says, well, I've got to call over to Pope Francis's people over at Santa Marta and say, hey, do you want us to bring Benedict Sixteenth out publicly or not? In other words, do you want to be seen Francis as the presider, as the ecclesiastical vicar of Christ, the keeper of the keys, or are you going to open that up To Benedict, have a little active passive papacy, which is something I don't believe in, but it's something Ganswein's talked about in the past. All confusion, because obviously, to all the Benny Plenists, those are the people who believe that the Sea of Peter is Plena, is full, is filled with Ben the Sixteenth, not Francis. I would think for the position to be consistent it must be if benedict is is the real pope i'm using hypotheticals here follow me if benedict is the pope comma then he should preside and lead the consecration obviously problem is if if you do believe that ben 16th is the pope well then for the last 9 years he hasn't been presiding at anything so it'd be hard to set precedent here and have him preside for this. And of course, Francis is not going to allow that. That thought it was interesting. Ed Penton in, uh, added this nice picture here. Again, this was just a few hours ago. This was not long ago. This is all breaking news. All coming out. Oh, also, I should add that Archbishop Athanasius Schneider has written a prayer to prepare the world for the consecration. I think it's a brilliant idea. And you can get that at Site News. Uh, I don't have the link available. Maybe someone in the live chat can share the link. Uh, Bishop Schneider, when I, sp- I interviewed him last week, we've spoken. He seems hopeful. Um, been in contact with other bishops who seem hopeful. But I think everybody is taking the right, well, not everybody, but most people are taking the right approach. Let's just wait and see. There's been six or seven, I went through all of them in the last week's show, six or seven attempted consecrations or entrustments to the Immaculate Heart. Not one of them has fulfilled the requirements of Our Lady of Fatima. And the big question is, why? People will say, well, John Paul II's handlers got to him and said, don't say consecrate or don't say Russia or change it to this or change it to that. And my reply to that is, well, if the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Immaculate Conception, the Theotokos, gives you direct instructions that have only three requirements and you can't get that right. And again, I point fingers at myself because I have failed in God's law, and God's commandments, God's charity, over and over. Things I just can't get right. But I think it shows us that if we can't get basic obedience to the Mother of God, the Blessed Virgin Mary, Immaculate Conception, if we can't get that one thing right, how are we going to get the rubrics of the Mass right? How are we going to get canon law right? How are we going to get moral theology correct? How are we going to get sacramental theology correct? In other words, this is kind of showing a fracture. And whether it's diabolical disorientation, or uh, we're preparing for the coming of the Antichrist, or it's just a slump in the history of the Catholic Church, or we're entering into the great apostasy where as many as, well, St. Paul and 2 Thessalonians, also the book of Revelation, the apocalypse, talk about the majority of Catholics abandoning Christ, including the clergy. Are we entering into that? I don't know. But it's it's worth noting. I mean, if I, if I say to my son... For three months straight, when you take out the trash, put it in the trash bin outside, not the recycling bin. And then when you come back or before you leave, put a fresh bag in the garbage pail. All right, so how many criteria is that? Uh, when you take out the trash, so take out the trash, put it in the garbage bin, not the recycling bin, and then put a new bag in the garbage pail. It's a three requirement. If he lived in my house, let's say I have him start doing that when he's 10 and he gets to be 18 years old and he can't do it or he won't do it. It has revealed to me as a father, a major problem. (laughs) Either I'm a horrible instructor or a bad teacher. And in this case, we know the blessed mother is not a horrible instructor or bad teacher, but for some reason, the simple instruction cannot be executed. As a dad, I would have to think, was my son just doing an eight-year rebellion against me? Does he not understand the words like recycling and garbage and trash bag? And I think we as Catholics, I think it's permissible for us to say, how come all these decades, all these popes, and I go through, I went through them last time. It's on page 100 in infiltration. Pius XII, Paul VI, John Paul II, John Paul II, Francis. can't get the three criteria. This should set off some alarms, some smoke alarms smoke of Satan coming in through a crack into the church. It's a wake-up call. I don't think all... Of course, this is about atheism and communism and feminism coming out of Russia in the second decade of the last century. Yes, it is. And filling the earth. But it's also about an internal problem. We have an external problem. And now we we have an internal problem in the church. You know, I mean, just ask yourself, Cardinal McCarrick was the number one prelate, Archbishop Cardinal, D.C., and he was a pervert, sodomite, embezzler. He had to be completely laicized and stripped of his office as cardinal. What kind of environment fosters where the most evil go all the way to the top. We could think of Father Macio Massiel, the legionaries of Christ. So it's a problem. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. I'm going to say something that I wasn't going to say. It's something that I think a lot about. Especially when I'm at the gym working out. I think a lot about the death of Benedict the 16th. Not that I'm wishing for it. Not that I want it or desire it. But I just have this sense that that's the next big domino. You know, when he announced that he was resigning or going to abdicate the papacy, lightning struck the Vatican. And I kind of wanted that picture to be on the cover of the book Infiltration. It just has sort of the current cover has the Vatican and then it has smoke all around it, which is the reference to the smoke of Satan uh, that Paul VI made in the early 1970s. But, you know, maybe it needed a little lightning bolt on there. What do you say? I think that would have been cool. But that was a big deal for Benedict to abdicate his declaratio of course we've talked about it over and over he resigns the ministerium the ministry of st peter but not he didn't mention the munus that's a problem it's confusing it's led to not just four or five people but tens of thousands of people to believe wait hopefully i'm still back i was talking about in the, before we the internet connection broke when Christ suffered in his passion and when he was crucified, that happened in a confusing situation under a double high priesthood. Caiaphas and Annas. See, the way God set it up with Moses and Aaron as the very first high priest, there's only one high priest. There's only supposed to be one high priest, not two. But in the illegal proceedings that condemned Jesus Christ, that led to him being crucified under Pontius Pilate, that was done under a manipulated dual priesthood. In fact, John's gospel even says, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's like when Anna uh, Annas and Caiaphas were high priests. Well, how can you have two? How can you have two? So maybe it is, is if we're entering into the passion of the church, just as Christ went through the passion, now the body goes through the passion, this is all related to the end times, the apocalypse, the coming of the Antichrist and all that. Could it be, might it be, that we have this confusion over two men wearing white papal cassocks and white papal zucchetto's and rings and all this? I don't know. But there's something apocalyptic. And this is what makes me think about the death of Benedict XVI, because it's sort of this strange and weird parenthesis in the church right now. You know what I mean? Generally, Francis is not well liked. I've heard that this is the case in Rome, it's in the case of Italy. It's in the case in Germany, even though they're liberal. It's certainly the case in America. American Catholics generally find Francis distasteful. He's sort of the Argentinian. He comes off to the American as an Argentinian communist. That's what he sounds like. Americans don't like that. But everyone's sort of reserving their words or serving their judgments. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with priests, laymen, who we say, well, yeah, I mean, maybe Benedict still is Pope. Maybe. It's kind of this, this idea like, man, things are kind of confusing and hard under Francis, but maybe there's this like escape hatch. Maybe, maybe there's a life raft. And that's Ben the 16th. But see, this is why I think about it so often. When Ben in the 16th dies and goes to his reward, may God give him grace. That's going to end. Things will get, I think things will get clear. Of course, then I was talking to Dr. Edmaz the other day, and I was like, well... <laughs> If Francis dies and then they elect another replacement for Francis or Francis retires and they elect another one, you could have another two or another three. This could go on for a whole nother decade, 10 years, total confusion. And that's why before I went live today, I wanted to ask you all this poll. Is Ben the 16th still Pope? As of the time of me going live, it was 49% said Ben the 16th is still pope. I can't see it now because I'm live and it blocks me out of it. Maybe someone in the comments can leave me a comment. Let me know what the numbers are right now. I'd be interested to uh, learn more. And of course, there can't be two popes, two vicars of Christ. In fact, when Pope Liberius was pope during the Arian crisis, the emperor Constantius II, son of Constantine, he was an Arian heretic. Horrible man. He, try, he Well, there's different stories on it, but there was imposed on Rome. Liberius was exiled. They brought in Felix II. The Romans said, there is one faith, one baptism, one bishop. In other words, they said, you can't have two popes. You can't have Liberius over there, exiled, and then Felix II in Rome. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. You got one faith, one baptize, baptism, and one bishop. And they meant one pope. Bishop of Rome That's what they were talking about. So there can't be two. That's one of the confusing things about uh, Archbishop Gansfine. You read his stuff. It's just this German bifurcation. And I think that was in Ben XVI's mind as well. You know, He thought he could bifurcate the Roman rite. Ordinary form, extraordinary form. He could bifurcate the papacy, active role, passive role. I don't know about that. So, there it is. Ben the 16th will be involved. Doesn't sound like he'll be doing any of the leadership unless Francis makes a big change. And then I'm going to be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. with Matt Gaspers. And uh, here's the title card. Matt and I will be back. And we're going to talk about those questions. We're going to talk about whether or not the Pope has to order the bishops. And we're going to look at the original documentation of Sister Lucia. And then I haven't had enough time because it's only been a couple hours, but I'm going to look at this new clarification that just came out. Let me see if I could find it real quick. This new clarification. Yeah, here it is he's going to consecrate hum- humanity. I suspected this all along. I suspected that Francis was going to use the word entrustment. He's going to not just consecrate Russia and or Ukraine because Francis is all about inclusion, not exclusion. You can just imagine the assistance of Francis coming him like, "Well, you're going to exclude all the South Americans? You're going to exclude the Chinese?" We need to include everyone in Francis saying, yeah, we got to include everyone. Uh, here is the latest statement. So originally there's no mention of humanity, but now Pope Francis has said he will consecrate humanity to the Immaculate Heart. Here's what he said at the Angelus yesterday in Rome. I invite every community and all faithful to unite with me on Friday, March 25th, the solemn, solemnity of the Annunciation to the solemn act of consecration of humanity, especially Russia and Ukraine, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, so that she, the Queen of Peace, may help us obtain peace. Oh. Disappointing. you got to almost hold back the tears. All right, let's pray Hail Mary. And ask Our Lady to seek mercy from Jesus Christ. Oramus nobis patrie sed filii et Spiritus sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tu iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, orbe nobis peccatoribus nunc et deus mortis nostrae. Amen. And for all the good things that we've received from God, to be grateful. Gloria patri, et filio, et spiritui sancto, in principio, et nunc et semper, et Amen. Nomini patri, et fidi, et sancti. Amen. Yeah, I just got to say, after just praying right there, it's saddening if he's. I was already not feeling great about him doing Russia and Ukraine, although I know Ukraine, Kiev has a link with Russia historically, both in the last century and in the origins of the Russian people as Christians. But now him adding the humanity. Oh, what a bummer. All right. Pray that rosary every day. You're not on the team. Read your Bible every day. Go to confession every two two weeks if you can. Make holy communions. Catechize your family. Catechize your kids. Ask God for humility. Become a saint. And... Our Lord Jesus Christ said, you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless y'all. If you like the video, give it a thumbs up. uh, Share it on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube and hit that bell. Today is day 20 in Lent.